98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Cardinals GM Steve Kime. Kime time. On the Burns and Gambo Show. Presented by Santan Ford and the Arizona Cardinals. You're the boss at Santan Ford. Friday afternoon, 3 o'clock. It means one thing here on the flagship home of the Arizona Cardinals, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. And that is our weekly conversation with the Cardinals general manager, Steve Kime, who joins us on the Arizona Sports Line. Steve, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing good, fellas. How are you? Good. Did you, did you get to wish Wolfley a happy 60th birthday today? I did, man. He is uh, he's one of my all-time favorites, and I would imagine the uh, same for you guys. Absolutely. He's a longtime friend. Known him forever. Absolutely forever. Happy birthday to Wolf. Uh, let's uh, l- let's start with the roster moves. No James Conner, no D-Will, Rodney Hudson, game time decision. Tell me uh, just you know, how concerned are you with your running back room going into this game? Well, you know, I mean, anytime you're missing a, a guy like James Cotter or even um, Williams, I mean, there's, there's some concern. But, I mean, at the same time, uh, I've really seen a lot of growth out of Eno, Benjamin, uh, and our rookie. Uh, I'm excited to see him play. Uh, I think he's got a tremendous skill set, looks really good in camp. So his opportunity, to me, that's what it's all about, is getting an opportunity in the National Football League and making the best of it. But, you know, Eno is a guy that when you watch him, it's, it's, it's interesting because he's got such great natural run skills and he's continued to get better in the little things the the pass protection the screen game all of the things that come with being a running back at a, and playing at a high level and again I'm really excited about uh, Eno and where he's uh, where he's gone and Keontae the USC kid I'm sure will get an opportunity you sign two players to the practice squad and Tyson Williams and Corey Clement give me your thoughts on whether you'll have to activate one of those two guys off the practice squad yeah, I would think we would have to activate one of them and, and most likely Clement. Um, but again, um, uh, I really do think that, that we have enough talent in that backfield to, uh, to to certainly do some good things. And again, all of them are, are really, really good pass catchers, um, good in protection. Again, Eno brings that you know natural run skill that you look for. And again, I think that um, you know we've played well up to, in Seattle the last several years, so we'll continue to see that uh, trend going forward. In the moment, it seemed a little unorthodox to keep five running backs on the roster when you guys broke camp and got ready for the regular season. What, what was it specifically about Keontae Ingram that mandated he be on your roster when you break camp, Steve? Well, you know, philosophically, I think it's just the number one thing. That it, number one, he's a draft pick. Number two, he's a talented player. And to me, you never put those guys on the wire and, and, and chance the fact that they may go somewhere else. So, uh, to me, we wanted to protect him and make sure that he had an opportunity. And I always talk about this. Your needs in, in April and May are never the same as they are in October and November. And uh, that's certainly an example right there. The running back room, which I felt very, very strong about, um, has has taken some blows. And uh, now we'll have some the next man up mentality, sort of like the receiver room. We'll get into the slow start in a second. You guys, you know, the Eagles were considered the best team in the league. You gave them a run for your money. You had a shot. To, to send the game into overtime. You had replaced uh, Prater with Matt Amendola. He misses a 43-yard kick. Give me a, your thought process on, on you know bringing him onto the roster and then keeping him this week where a lot of people thought you might have switched out and went with another kicker. Well, I mean, I think that number one... Um you know, opportunities are very limited right now with, with kickers. And uh, we aren't sure really where Matt is in terms of health. Uh, I thought maybe he would have a chance to come back this week. 
hopefully next week uh, we can pencil that in. But, uh, you know, at the same time, uh, listen, he's got to make that kick. That's what professional kickers do. But, um, unfortunately, that didn't happen. And, you know, we just got to make sure that we try to do the best moving forward. And it's it's a tough situation. I mean, it's not one guy collectively. I mean, we all uh, know that, obviously, the offense starting slow, again, you know, adds to the uh, to the problems. And, you know, you can't put it on one person, even though that as a professional, again, we all know that uh, someone should make that kick. Talk about sticking with him, though, Steve. Like, you, you had an opportunity if you wanted to, you know, to take him off the roster and add another kicker. You add a bunch of kickers, try out. Why did you stick with Matt Amendola? Well, we had four kickers in the previous week, and um, he was the most consistent by far, um, you know, as far as accuracy and, and get off and those sort of things. So, um, you know, it's easy to just say, hey, let's just change out to change out. But now all of a sudden you have a guy step in and who knows, potentially he could be missing extra points and, and those sort of things. And there's something to be said for, you know, in the NFL for timing and those sort of things with the snapper, the, the, the whole placeholder, those those things, et cetera. So uh, I just think it was in our best interest at this point to stay with the same guy. Steve Keim, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo show, there was a very passionate uh, speech after the game from Justin Pugh, a very passionate offensive lineman, something that I'm sure you have in common with him from your playing days. What did you think about Justin standing up for him after the game? Well, I admire Justin. I mean, he's a great guy. Um, he and I have a lot in common, both Pennsylvania guys. And, uh, I know that kills you, Gambo, when you're in New York. Uh, <laughs> accent, but, but, uh, but no, I mean, Pennsylvania is um, you know a place where we take a lot of pride in, in, in the game of football and our background. And we played for the same coach, our strength coach at my minor at NC State was his at Syracuse. So, again, we have a, have a great relationship, and I think the world of him. I mean, the guy is a, not only a very good player. Again, I think I said last week he's underrated in my opinion uh, but also I love the fact that he's able to stick up and say what he believes in and, and, and that's what makes guys special the slide, the spike to end that game in real time as you were processing it as a football guy, how were you processing how the events that led up to the field goal unfolded Steve? Well, I think we all thought he got the first down. He didn't. Um, it's a bang-bang play. Uh, I think it's one of those learning lessons that you look back and it's a, it's a you know, obviously a painful learning lesson because of the uh, repercussions. But at the same time, um, it's something that we can grow with a young quarterback and, and head coach and, and make sure that that doesn't happen again. Do you want to see Kyler? We're, we're, we're all okay with Kyler being protective and sliding and getting out of bounds, you know, for the majority of the game. But there are times, you know, we're watching that game like, man, I want Kyler to try to get that extra yard or two if, even if he takes a hit. What's the organization stance on Kyler on those plays? Do you want to see him be a little bit more aggressive or, or are you guys okay with him sliding and getting down? Uh, to me, it's one of those things at that position. I think it's it's instincts. Um, I know you have to have an awareness of, of, of awareness of where the first down marks are and, and all those sort of things, uh, where the defensive players are. Again, this game has played so fast. It's easy for us to all say, oh, you should have went two more yards. You should have got down quicker. But the, the rate of speed that these guys play at and the physicality that they play at, it's not that easy. Um, but I would say this, that, you know, again, it's, it's a young player that continues to learn and learn. And, you know, instinctively, he's got to feel those sticks. And next time, maybe it'll be um, where he gets a couple more yards or, or you know, today's day and age. I mean, the, the way they're calling some of these games, I mean, you, you never know what's going to happen with, with the 
the contact and the, and the physicality that's going to happen. You easily could have won that game against the Eagles. They were undefeated, considered the best team in the league. Your defense was outstanding, but you did fall into a 14 nothing hole. It continues to be a problem with the slow starts and getting behind. We would love to see this team play with a lead. I think you guys would be very dominant if you played with a lead. Did you identify anything this week that could fix the issues with these first quarter woes? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I wish I could tell you something. I mean, it really, um, it's disappointing. Uh, the fact that we are able to make adjustments in game and fix things both defensively and offensively has been uh, a good sign just because you know your coaches are doing a good job and there's communication. But at the same time, you know, you just got to wonder why it's such a slow start. Again, compared to last year, which was a whole different situation uh, with a lot of similar players. So just got to get our finger on the pulse and make sure that we fix this moving forward hopefully that'll start this Sunday in Seattle. Is it too easy to assume that when you get D-Hop back, it's going to fix it all? Or is getting D-Hop back going to fix it all? Well, as much as we paid him, it better fix it all. (laughs) That was a joke to Hop. I like to needle him a little bit because uh, when you're negotiating with a player, it can be uh, interesting, to say the least. And me and Hop had some spirited conversations, which, you can imagine. I'm sure. But I do think the world of him, I think he's going to be a, uh, you know, a, a, a great um, addition and obviously going to put some energy and uh, add some excitement to this offense. Steve, it took a little bit of time, but Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons are playing fantastic. Isaiah had a game by 13 tackles. His run defense was great. His tackling was great. He was actually really good in coverage. He played 67 out of 73 of the defensive snaps and uh, graded out, and I'm not a big grade guy, but he did grade out as your highest uh, graded player. Give me your thoughts on his development through the first five games. Really good. That's all you can ask of young players is to continue to develop, and that's through hard work and preparation, and both those guys have shown that. Uh, you know, I, I know there were a lot of questions about Zayvon last year as a rookie not being an immediate contributor, and uh, to his credit, he has stepped up and done all the right things this offseason and has worked his ass off, and um, it's showing up on the field. And, and, and then with uh, Isaiah, you know, we all know that he's got tremendous talent, and things just needed to come together. He needed to continue to prepare like a pro, and he's done that, and he's played exceptionally football. We were all excited about a pass play down the field to Rondale Moore because it does seem like he makes he gets so many options behind the line of scrimmage. Do you see him this 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 team utilizing him more in the downfield passing game as we go forward? I do. I do. And I think that uh, not only that, uh, but the addition of of DeAndre Hopkins, when you start talking about teams bracketing and double covering players, uh, that opens up a lot of different things. And whether that's Zach Ertz or it's Rondale Moore or Hollywood Brown, who I think was an exceptional addition, um, you know, to me, it's it's, it's pick your poison. And Tyler's going to have a lot of options moving forward. Steve, we appreciate the time. As always, safe travels. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thank you. Gentlemen, thank you, and uh, happy birthday to Wolf. Don't eat too much cake. 60 uh, years I know old. At this age, it gets, it gets tough, man. As you get older, man, it's hard. It's hard. You're right. It gets hard. <laughs> yeah. But it's your birthday. Let it go, Wolf. It's all right. Have some cake. You're good. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we love you, Wolf, man. Happy birthday, brother. Thanks, care, Steve. Guys. We appreciate it. That's Steve Geim joining us here on the Arizona Sports Line, general manager of the Cardinals.